Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of First Samuel. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Explained podcast. And hi, my name is Jen. I am the host of this podcast. And I'd love for you all to grab your Bibles this morning because we are going to be in the book of First Samuel. And we're finishing up chapter seven today. And where we left off on Monday, we talked about how you can't serve two masters because that's what Israel was trying to do. They're trying to serve their Asherah poles and their other idols, but also wanting the benefits of what God could give them at the same time. And it turned out that that wasn't working out for them very well. So where we left off, the people are all gathered in Mizpah. And we know that Mizpah was kind of like the gathering place of Israel. And that was often where big meetings would happen. So Samuel had the Israelites gather at Mizpah so that he could pray for them. And so that their hearts would turn back to Yahweh because they needed a lot of help. The Israelites were basically being pummeled by the Philistines. So let's talk about what the Philistines do today. Let's read 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 7 through 17. Please feel free to pause the podcast to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer and also your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning. And let's enjoy reading scripture together. When the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The children of Israel said to Samuel, don't stop crying to Yahweh, our God, for us, that he will save us out of the hand of these Philistines. Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it for a whole burnt offering to Yahweh. Samuel cried to Yahweh for Israel, and Yahweh answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines came near to battle against Israel. But Yahweh thundered with a great thunder on that day on the Philistines and confused them, and they were struck down before Israel. The men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them until they came under beth Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name Ebenezer, saying, Yahweh helped us until now. So the Philistines were subdued and they stopped coming within the border of Israel. Yahweh's hand was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron even to Gath. And Israel recovered its border out of the hand of the Philistines. There was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year in a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah. And he judged Israel in all those places. His return was to Ramah, for his house was there. And he judged Israel there. And he built an altar to Yahweh there. So after 20 years of Israel just worshiping all these other idols and nothing is going well for them and, you know, the Philistines are constantly beating down on the Israelites, finally the Israelites decide to turn completely back to Yahweh. And if you notice this story, it's kind of set up similar to the last battle we see between the Israelites and the Philistines. But unfortunately, the Israelites way back in 1 Samuel chapter 4 were worshiping the Ark of the Covenant more than they were worshiping Yahweh. And they were putting their trust in an object rather than putting their trust in God. So if you go back to 1 Samuel 4, you can see this. It says, 
The people sent to Shiloh in verse four, and they brought to the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh's armies, who sits above the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. And when the Ark of the Covenant came into the camp, all of Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth resounded. And the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, and they said, what does the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? And so they understood that Yahweh's Ark had come into the camp, and the Philistines were afraid. For they said, God has come into the camp. So that account from 1 Samuel 4 is set up very similarly to what we see today in 1 Samuel chapter 7. Except this time, the Israelites aren't gathered together with the Ark of the Covenant. Rather, now they are gathered in sorrowful prayer and they are actually worshiping Yahweh for basically the first time in close to 20 years, if not longer. So now the Israelites have their priorities straight. They're no longer worshiping an object. They have realized that the Ark of the Covenant is not what saves them. Because even though the Ark of the Covenant was back, because for a while the Philistines captured it, and now it was back with the Israelites for 20 plus years, and still the Israelites were not having any successes against the Philistines. So the Israelites finally realized that it was not the Ark of the Covenant that could save them. It was only Yahweh that could save them. So that is why they're gathered here in Mizpah. So it says that the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered at Mizpah. But if you notice this time around, the Philistines are not afraid like they were in 1 Samuel chapter 4. They were terrified of the Israelites 20 years before this. They thought that the Israelites were going to defeat them because of the Ark of the Covenant and because of Yahweh. But now they're not afraid of the Israelites at all. They're like, oh, all the Israelites gathered together like sitting ducks here in Mizpah. Perfect. Let's go destroy them, basically. So the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel and the Israelites heard about it and they were shaking in fear is what it says. So it's kind of been reversed at this point. Beforehand, the Philistines were afraid. Now the Israelites are terrified of the Philistines. But here's the thing, because the Israelites were now seeking after God, they had no reason to be afraid. I actually read something in my personal reading today that I'd like to share with you. And it was from Second Chronicles chapter 15. And it really, it really encouraged me. And I think it speaks to what we're talking about today. And this is Second Chronicles 16 verse 15. And this is well in the future of what we're talking about today. But it says, all of Judah were very happy about this covenant, for they had entered into it with all of their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found him. And the Lord gave them rest from their enemies on every side. I think that is so beautiful and so encouraging. Because when we seek after God, we will find him. And that is what that verse says. It says that the people were seeking after God, and their heart was in it, and they found him. And not only did they find God, but he gave them rest. He gave them rest from their enemies. There was no war during this time of Second Chronicles chapter 15, for many years, actually. So it's a really beautiful passage. And unfortunately, I think the Israelites just were so spiritually weak at this point in time of their history, going back to 1 Samuel 7, that they didn't realize that now when they had entered into this covenant with God again, that they did not need to be afraid. They had found him. 
They were seeking after him and they had found him. God says that whenever you seek after him, you will find him. Those who seek will find is what Jesus says. And also it says, when you draw close to God, he will draw close to you. Meaning that whenever you're looking for God, you're looking for answers, you're looking for the truth, God will give it to you. He will draw close to you. He will give you what you need, what you're looking for. If you are searching for him and if you are searching for the truth, he will give you what you need. And not only will he give you himself, but he will give you rest. He will give you freedom from those burdens that you are carrying. But it says here in verse eight of first Samuel seven, the children of Israel said to Samuel, don't stop crying to Yahweh, our God for us that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. So the people were afraid and they didn't trust in God fully that he would give them rest from their enemies. So Samuel did what the people said. He continued to pray to God and he offered a sacrifice. He offered this baby lamb is actually what it says, a suckling lamb. And this is a very solemn sacrifice. Because a lamb is so innocent and they're so cute. I don't know if you've ever seen a lamb, but they are adorable. I love lambs. And yet that was what Samuel used as a sacrifice to God. Meaning that that poor, innocent little lamb had to take the sins of the people on it. And it's very sad when you think about it like that. This innocent lamb having to die for the sins of the people. But because God was so merciful in the Old Testament, before Jesus came down to earth and took that, that sin away from us for all time, the Israelites, in order to pay for their sins, would have to do these kinds of sacrifices because the wages of sin is death. And this is proved very clearly because the first thing that happened when Adam and Eve sinned way back in the Garden of Eden, in the, the third chapter of Genesis, the first thing that happened was animals died in order to clothe Adam and Eve. So the wages or the payment for sin has always been death from the very beginning. But because God didn't want us to pay for those sins, he didn't want us to die. Innocent animals like this little lamb would be sacrificed in the place of the people. And then later on in the New Testament, of course, Jesus is called the Lamb of God. He was innocent, he was sinless, and he took away the sins of all the people for all time. And that is why we don't do animal sacrifice anymore. But Samuel takes the young lamb and he offered up the lamb as a burnt sacrifice. And as he was offering up the offering, it says Samuel cried to Yahweh for Israel and Yahweh answered him in verse nine. So immediately God answers Samuel. And so it says that the Philistines came near to battle against Israel and Yahweh thundered with a great thunder on that day. And the Philistines were confused. So we don't know exactly what happened here. Some sort of miraculous something happened. God fought for Israel. Maybe there is this big thunderstorm. Maybe it was like a supernatural thunderclap that caused the Philistines to just immediately become confused because imagine something that light and that loud hitting you at one time. 
Oh, yeah, that, that would make you super confused. But we don't know exactly what happened. But something happened where God fought for the Israelites and the Philistines were confused. And so that was when the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them until they came under Beth Car. So the Philistines had a massive defeat here. They probably went out against the Israelites all cocky, thinking that, you know, the Israelites were just sitting ducks there in Mizpah, and this was the perfect time to strike against them. And the Philistines forgot about Yahweh, because like I said, 20 years prior to this, the Philistines were the ones that were afraid of the Israelites because they believed the stories of Yahweh. They believed in everything that God had done for the Israelites. So they were terrified back in those days, and now they have forgotten all of that. They forgot about what happened with the Ark of the Covenant when the Ark of the Covenant was with them. They forgot about the miracle God performed for them regarding, you know, the two cows. I'm not going to get back into that, but they forgot all the, all the things that Yahweh had showed to them personally. And because of that, because the Philistines forgot about Yahweh, they walked right into this massive defeat against them. But what's really beautiful about this, it says that Samuel takes a stone in verse 12 and he sets it up between Mizpah and Shen and he calls its name Ebenezer saying Yahweh has helped us until now. So Samuel sets up this monument and he calls it Ebenezer and Ebenezer means the rock of help. And it kind of reminds me of that song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. I don't know if you know it. It's an old hymn. But it's like, here I raise my Ebenezer, whither thy, whither thy. <laughs> I don't know the entire song, apparently. But um, that's where, if you ever listen to the, the song, Come Thou Fount, that is where that reference comes from. Ebenezer means the rock of help. Samuel sets up this monument and he says, Yahweh helped us until now. And so it says that Yahweh's hand was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. So what does that tell you? The people turn back to God and immediately are given rest from their enemies. Immediately. God gave them rest from every side. And he gave them rest for the entire time Samuel was alive from the Philistines. And not only that, it says here that there was peace between Israel and the Amorites, because <laughs> we know that the Amorites and the Israelites were always fighting as well. And yet even there, there was peace. And that was after the people turned their heart back to God. And that kind of mirrors what I mentioned today from second Chronicles, where when the people of Judah started following God completely with all of their heart, they actually found God and God gave them rest on every side. So my question to you is, do you need rest? What are you struggling with that you need rest from? What is coming up against you that you just don't know how to fix? If you are just longing for rest and you just aren't sure where to get it, then I encourage you to seek after God today. Because God will give you rest faster than anything else in the world. I've mentioned before on the podcast that even though I know that the Bible and God and praying is the one thing that actually truly gives me rest, for some reason, it's, it's the one thing 
that I never sit down and do first. I'm always doing other things. I'm always, you know, reading a book or scrolling through Facebook or social media or YouTube or watching a TV show. I'm always doing something to busy my mind. I'm not achieving that real rest that only God can give. So if you are looking for that rest, then just sit down and don't do anything else, but just pray for a few minutes. And then once you're done praying, open up the Bible and just read something. And if you don't know what to read, I highly recommend that you read 2 Chronicles 14 and 15. And it talks about the beginning of King Asa's reign in Judah and how he was one of the few kings of this time period to actually seek after God. And there's a beautiful prophecy in these chapters as well that I think applies to anybody who is just searching for some kind of rest. So if you're tired of not finding the answer, of constantly just feeling busy in your mind or constantly feeling like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, then do the one thing that you know that will take away all of that. And it's not scrolling through social media and it's not watching a TV show. It is sitting down and opening your Bible and praying to our Ebenezer, the rock of our help, the only God who can truly give us rest and comfort from everything that we're struggling with in life. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed your cup of coffee today as we read through 1 Samuel chapter 7 and finished it. But faithful listeners, I'm going to let you all go today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Hope that you check out all the links in the description of this podcast episode, especially if you enjoyed it and uh, also rate it and review it if you enjoyed it as well. Alrighty, faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow. Happy listening and God bless.